The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Good morning. Focusing on the international walk to school, there was Tuli Mashabani, Project Officer of Child Safe. Tuli, good morning to you and a warm welcome. Morning, Aisha. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is ours. Tuli, want to tell our listeners more about um, Child Safe itself as an organization? Okay. So I'm from an organization, like you said, called Child Safe. So we are a non profit organization, um, organization situated at the Red Cross Children's Hospital in Cape Town. So we aim to prevent and reduce child injuries and fatalities, and thus we're regarded as an injury prevention unit for the hospital and Cape Town as a whole. So I'm part of a project called Walk This Way. So what we do is that we bring together teachers, parents, volunteers, and road safety advocates to teach learners and encourage awareness on child pedestrian safety. We also provide long-term environmental road improvements to establish safe zones, but mainly um, our work is focused on reducing road traffic injuries by focusing on child pedestrians because it's a major concern in this country. We're looking at, and according to Child Safe Pedestrian, vehicle accidents account for about 70% of transport-related injuries um, rushed through to emergency doors at Red Cross Children's Hospital. Um, how true is the stats and how recent is it? Um, so yeah, what we know is um, from our, we know that like 11 million children walk to school every day. So we also know that 62% of them take longer than 15 minutes to walk to school. And this should be a safe walk to school. So however in South Africa, walking is arguably a high risk activity. So like when children walk to school, they are in danger of harm. So like it's no wonder that we'll have like stats like that. Um, we, I also have like statistics that we get it from the hospital. So they're not, I think like the, everyone should know that they're not representative of the whole country, but are rather focused specifically on the Cape Town area. So road traffic injuries were the fourth leading cause of injury in children and they account for 14% of all injuries of all the kids who are admitted at this hospital. So pedestrian injuries specifically accounted for 72% of all traffic injuries. And what we found is that 71% of injuries pedestrians were between the ages of 5 and 12 and 39% were just children under 4 years old. So like that, that, those are like huge figures. So like that's why we try to shine the light on child's child pedestrian safety because like our children are getting harmed on the road, especially when they're taking a walk to school. So just a question: Are most of these accidents uh, preventable? Yes, they're highly preventable. I think that's why we also don't use the word um, accidents when we talk about road traffic crashes because that will imply that it was and that it was inevitable. So yes, they are highly preventable and like there's so much that we can do, there's so much that parents can do to ensure that when their children walk on the road that they, they, they conduct safe walking. Indeed. So when one looks at, um, you know, the international walk to school, they tell us more about it. And I know that it happens in the month of October and we're speaking about it. Okay. So 
in, so, so we, this month, this entire October, we're celebrating International Water School Day. This is a worldwide campaign that aims to raise community awareness about child pedestrians. So normally, what we normally do is that we'll have children um, from the schools um, conducting a safe walk in their communities just to celebrate the event and bring attention to child pedestrian safety. But this year, due to COVID, um, we just want to, we can't do the safe walk, but we just want to encourage parents to educate their children about road safety by taking a walk with them to school and in any destination they can take a walk with them to school. And while they learn that, while they do that, we want them to learn the routes your child takes when they walk to school. Watch and guide them on how to walk safely. Also assess the roads. Are they safe? I mean, we have these expectations that when kids walk to school, we just assume that they'll come back and they'll be safe. But we don't, often as parents, we don't know what the road looks like for them. We don't know what they do if the robot is not working or if there's no pavement. I mean, so you just need to know and learn if the, the, the road your child uses, if it poses any danger for them, and also recommend what safer routes um, they can take. We also urge parents and um, this month to to not allow children who are under the age of 10 to walk unsupervised, considering they have physical and cognitive limitations that will allow them to walk safely. In other words, they, aren't, they are not able to judge the distance and speed up the car. So they're likely to make an impulsive decision, putting them in danger. So just a question, um, Tuli, do you also collaborate with other organizations or network with them and especially with, with government and maybe, you know, road safety as well with regards to, um, you know, uh, pedestrian crossings at the local schools to make sure that the, of the safety of the children and also maybe networking with schools, making sure that they have um, scholar patrol as well? Um, yes. So uh, we work with um, various road safety um with the authorities across um, Cape Town, we work in Devon, we work in, in Johannesburg, and here um, in Cape Town. So we need um, gov- we need government to work for with us because they are the people who can change policies. Like at the moment, we're trying to advocate for a 30 kilometer um, speed in school zones and like in community areas. So yet we partner with organisations, we partner with schools, we partner as many people as we can because this is a big issue that requires that requires policy a change in policy okay so what safety tips do you have for parents and children okay so for parents um while you do while you do this walk we want you to teach your children how to cross the road um do they understand um the road signs and markings do they understand what they mean do they understand what to do if the robot is not working um we we urge them to Teach like just give them like um, just teach them like where to walk, where not to walk. Um, make sure that they play in safe areas because often we find children are playing in the streets or in parking lots. So just be aware of where your ch- where your child walks as well as where they play. Um, another tip that we would like to give to parents is that next time you buy your child a school bag, make sure it has a reflective strip or you can even sew one on their current bag because reflective materials increase the visibility, therefore increasing the ability of drivers to see children. If if you don't know what I mean by reflective strips, I mean those shiny grey strips you see on the yellow jackets that um, construction workers or even traffic um, officials will have. It's all grey shiny ones. 
And if you have teenagers, um, encourage them to put their devices down when walking in the road. Often you will see like a teen, even children actually um, listening to music or playing with their phone. And when they do this, they, they become highly destructive and won't pay as much attention to the road. And this puts, puts them at risk. I think also, we, um, when, sorry, we, when it yeah. comes to, you know, cell phone and devices, you, you're thinking that the child is doing, um, you, the child can hear, but they have all these the headphones or whatever on the, yes. in and on their ears, so they, they don't even hear somebody coming behind them either. Yes, so they're jamming to the song. <laughs> they're singing along, but like they, their attention is entirely on this phone, and like, and then like that's when like they lose um, attention like to what's happening on the road. And often like drivers also, you might the drivers won't be as pay, paying as much attention, and that could lead to you know like a collision. So we also like asking parents to also set a good sample. So simply just practice what you preach. You're going to ask a child not to walk with a phone. You should also not do the same. You shouldn't even use it when you're on your vehicle. And if we don't use our, if we don't use our cell phones when using the road, then our kids are more likely um, to emulate our behavior. So setting a good example is also very important. Okay. So, and, and I think lots of times, you know, kids think um, jaywalking is, is cool and, um, you know, just crossing the road. But very importantly is when they um, hesitate and not looking at the driver, unfortunately, eye contact. How important is eye contact? Eye contact is very, um, very important because often we assume that the driver has seen us, but it turns out that they, they haven't. So what parents can do is to teach your child, your child that when they're about to cross and the vehicle has stopped, make sure that the driver has seen you before you cross, you walk across the road. We also say the same thing when a child is going to cross, um, like where there's, there's a bus, like make sure that the bus, the, the person driving the bus or a truck or any big vehicle has seen you and you know, has recognized that you're about to cross the road. And I think that's very important as well. So, so let's just get to, um, you know, any other tips that you can share. Um, we're looking at pedestrians and we're looking at children. What about the driver in the car himself or him or herself? Okay, so tips for motorists is whatever community you drive in, um, just be in a lookout for a school zone. And maybe let me just not limit it to school zone, but also residential community. So, but like in schools, there's often like a road sign or a board that will indicate you're in the school zone. In the community, you know that you're in a community, you should assume that there are children there walking or playing. So once you're in that type of area, you need to be alert. Children can be unpredictable and they do not always pay attention to the road. It's important that when motorists drive in school zones or residential areas, they, they become more alert and drive carefully. Also, drive slow. Um, often, most school areas won't have adequate road signs or road improvements like speed humps, anything that could reduce um, uh, the speed of the car. So, you recommend that drivers reduce the speed limit to 30 kilometers per hour. And if you're a parent or scholar driver, expect both vehicle and food traffic during peak hours, like after school or in the morning. This is, the usual, this is usually the time when children, parents, and scholar drivers are going to school. So drive carefully, drive slowly and carefully, and make sure that you obey the school's pick up and drop, drop off zone if they have one. 
And lastly, just um, obey traffic signs and crossing guards. If there's a scholar patrol, obey their rules for the road because they take precedence um, during that time. We know that, you know, when you're in the city, it's very comfortable perhaps to um, walk along the road. But when you're in the rural areas, it might be a bit difficult. So knowing that you need to walk, you know, facing oncoming traffic as well. But then looking at, um, you know, the organization Child Safe, do you find many schools making contact with you um, to collaborate with maybe programs that you're hosting and also campaigning, you know, for um, safety for their children? Um, yes, but what we normally do is that we get in touch with schools um, and we get in touch depending on the the, the, uh, the crash stats around that area in, in order to say, okay, this school needs some intervention. So when that happens, we will provide tra- training for the learners um, um, on how to use the road safely. And we also additionally try to install um, environmental modifications. So what I mean by those, I mean speed humps, I mean um, signs, and like the, our aim is to increase the visibility of the school so that drivers can slow down when they're in that school zone. Though we're campaigning for child safety during the month of October, this is something that should go on 365 days uh, per year. Um, so does that mean training continues and do you provide um, certain equipment or materials to schools as well? Tell us more about it. Okay, so the biggest um, things that we provide has to be the environmental modifications. Okay. But we also we also tra- I forgot we also train le- um, the teachers there. So we provide like a curriculum on what that they can integrate with like their life uh, life orientation classes on um, walking safely. They also receive a safety kit, um, which is a road safety kit, which is. Basically, it has like all these signs that they need to simulate a, a road environment in the classroom. You've mentioned early receiving stats from um, local hospitals as well. What happens in rural areas um, if you say you, you're mostly concentrating in the urban areas? Do you um, go into rural areas? Because I know those children on farms also need to walk quite a distance to get to their schools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to clarify, the stats were mostly for the um, Red Cross Hospital. So they're basically um, on about like the Cape Town area. So we don't receive any stats from other hospitals. And um, we haven't yet, we, we, we are trying to expand our services to rural communities, but most of it has been focused on the metropolitan um, schools because um, they have one of the highest rates um, in terms of um, road traffic crashes. And obviously we can see how more and more cars are taking to the roads and the peak hours and all of that happening as well. Amid COVID-19, how could you continue with training with the various schools? Um, yes. So it, it has been, um, you know, <laughs> schools are closed for like half of the year. But we have um, tried to take our work more online. Um, we have tried to um, train um, parents because, like, we, we believe that if you train parents and they um, and they practice their behavior, their children are more emulated. So we've done parents training. Um, we've, we've worked with um, ECD practitioners. Um, our, our focus during this COVID period has just to to get the word out in communities um, so parents can be aware of the risk because um, 
because just because there's res- there has been restrictions and lockdowns doesn't mean that children have have been like miraculously uh, become more like safe. Like it, like road traffic crashes are still happening, and they will continue whether it's lockdown period or or the lockdown or the restrictions. And so this is the message that needs to continue um, throughout and. Possibly forever and until we can make um, good, lasting um, um, road interventions. Okay. So if, uh, we're having this interview with you today. What if people make contact with you? Will you be conducting online training as well or sharing um, you know, information online? Um, yes. So we have amazing information um, about road safety on our website. Um, you can visit us. It's um, today. But if you're interested in receiving training um, from us, if you'd like if you'd like um, to learn more, you can just send us an email at info at childsafe.org.za. You can also call us on 021-685-5208, and we would be happy to share any information and assist in any way. I think that's absolutely amazing. That's 021-685-5208, and it's info at childsafe.org.za. There we go, and the website is also www.childsafe.org.za in this final and, was, no, sir, okay. and to see more of our work you can also um, like us on we're on Facebook uh-huh. as well as Instagram we are Childsafe um, SA lovely so um, any uh, you've shared information with us any last words you want to share with our listeners with regards to and I know you're passionate about this I didn't ask you um, you know being a project officer for child safe what encouraged you or what inspired you to uh, participate or to be part of this uh, um, child safe organization oh yeah so I am passionate about children and young people and I feel like they should be given as many opportunities and be raised like in a safe environment without having to worry about this and this like children should be seen and not heard this is something that we've always heard so like it's good to it's really nice to work with this organization because our work aims to ensure that our work aims to keep children safe and it's it's something that continues like our work is not just only um, focused on road injuries but we also focus on other risks that are available for example in the home environment or when children travel um, in vehicles to school. So like we're not just paying attention on one thing, but anything that poses a risk for children. So it's very rewarding. On that also, Tuli, question that comes to mind. Um, we all know that inevitably, you know, um, sometimes children, um, uh, the, the accidents uh, per se might not be as um, serious, but for some it might be serious. So um, it might even be fatal. So are there perhaps the support group that you at ChildSafe also um, provide for parents? Um, yes. So we do have um, um, some social work services, but they're only provided um, at the at our main offices and they're only provided for um, parents whose children have been admitted to the Red Cross Hospital. But if you are a parent and a child has been involved in an accident or crash and would you like some assistance, um, you 
please feel free to also contact us and we'll see how we can assist in any way. You know, it reminds me of more than 20 years ago when my daughter was in primary school and a good friend was knocked over by a car and passed away. And she stood there with a placard, you know, one morning, um, you know, for a pedestrian, um, campaigning for pedestrian crossing with a principal. And they really got that down Clifffontaine Road. Um, and, and I think, you know what, if you're not going to do anything about it, nothing will happen. So it's important yeah. to make sure yeah. that you campaign, you stand your, your grounds and, and, and do what is necessary within your um, immediate area as well for your child's safety. Yes, so like parents are, like communities are aware of the risk of their presence in their area. And like in most of the areas that we work with, we find that community members do know that this road and this road poses a high risk. Mm -hmm. So we also want to urge them, if you do know that, speak to your local councils, councillors, and just urge, like, just, like you said, like, create like a campaign. I mean, your voice matters. Do what you can to ensure that they are aware of the issue that is present in this area and the harm that it's causing to your children. So like, we're not, we're not powerless. Like, we can we can do something to change the circumstances. Hi, I have some comments that came from listeners, but please stand in line with us um, to the beginning for ads and come back and chat to you a little bit more. Stay tuned. Welcome with the clock at 10.44, still focusing on International Walk to School Day. And indeed, the entire month um, is, um, so, uh, they will be celebrating the Walk to School Day. But we're look, looking at Child Safe this morning. I'm Tragic Officer for Child Safe is Tuli Mashabani chatting to us this morning. You know, with regards to support group for parents, I think it is extremely important. But we have, as I mentioned earlier, we have some um, comments that came through, and I would love to go through that. It says here, kids who play um, in their own yards were shot and even in their homes so that's one so speaking about child safety here um, uh, we'll share the number with you then this one says uh, let's just get here um I've had so many, I, I'm not sure where it's gone to because this the listener was saying we need pavements in our area So, um, because the children aren't safe wherever they're going, you know, because there aren't any pavements, so it's rather yeah. difficult. So what do they do in that case? Um, so like the tip we get for parents or for kids is that if there's no pavement, children should walk um, facing oncoming traffic as far right as possible. So, but like if there is no pavement, like I said before, speak to your local municipalities or even go higher, go to Department National Road Safety Department. And like what we normally do is that we would also like speak to them just to raise it, bring attention to the specific area and what's missing and what makes the road not inadequate. So it's something that also communities can take upon them just to bring attention to the non-existence of pavement areas and how they pose risk for children. Because we, we've seen them um, we've seen them before. So like yeah. government also needs to be aware of the risk. Communities also need to speak to the municipal areas and try to 
garner as much attention as needs be. Indeed, and I think also for residents to be cognizant that pavements are made for uh, pedestrians and not, you know, to own them and plant yes, on them yes. and uh, make it impossible for children to walk on them. Yes, I'm glad, I'm glad you raised that up because we've been in communities where people, like some, that people would, even like vehicles would park on the, you know, the pavement or yes. like a big bus. And when that happens, it means that now a child needs to move on the pavement and then walk on the road. And that just puts them at harm and at risk. So pavements must be clear. They're, they're mainly for pedestrians. They're mainly for walking. And when you do that, you're causing an obstruction and put, and when you park on it or like set up shop, you're causing an obstruction on that specific area and therefore put, putting a pedestrian at risk of harm when they leave it to walk on the road. And I think recreational areas in, in, in urban areas are very important. As we all know, people yeah. living in high rising flats, so are making sure that your child does not play in the street, but rather take them out to the allocated areas where they would be safe as well. Yes, yes. No, we've seen some kids get hurt while playing soccer on the road. I'm sure we've all seen this picture. Yes. But we've also had kids who play like in parking lots, so we can't stress that enough. Those are not safe areas for play. If there is like recreational, um, recreational centers, um, try to see what's available in your community and what area or environment is available for your kids to play that. Um, there's always like parks, but either like you still need to supervise. But I'm just saying, like I can't stress enough, like parking in lots, street areas, they're not places for children. Indeed. Tuli say thank you so much for chatting to us, our listeners. Just once again, um, they are on Facebook, like them on Facebook, they're on Instagram as well. You can email them at info at childsafe.org.za. You can call them at 0216855208. And you can visit their website and maybe get your questions answered there as well at www www.childsafe.org.za Thanks so much for taking your time to chat to us this morning and we want to wish you all the best with your campaigns as well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.